This is East Carolina Hall of Famer and Utah Jazz first-round draft pick Blue Edwards. You're listening to Pirate Basketball Overtime on the Sports Objective, your home for the best East Carolina hoops coverage. Welcome. Welcome. You have entered the home of the ECU Pirates. Pirate Nation, stand up and put your hooks in the sky. Let's make this competition feel what it's like to be surrounded. Y'all with me? Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get it started. Get your hands at your pocket. Turn up the volume. We're the bomb and you're the target. It's on. Mind blowing with the whatnots. Doing everything but stop. Trust dog, y'all ain't ready for this. High powered ECU's on fire. Welcome into the Pirate Basketball Overtime here on the Sports Objective. You know, Bubba and I have been talking about Midnight Madness, so we're giving you Midnight Madness right now a little bit early, and we'll be talking about that towards the end of the show. But uh, Pirates, unfortunately, go to Wichita, come up a little bit short, 70-62, the end of the final uh, the game of the regular season. And Bubba Rosenbaum, is, I knew you were in China Grove, North Carolina, getting back from baseball. If you're wanted by extra innings, we're going to do that on Monday night, uh, later on this evening, if you will. So uh, make sure that you... Uh, check that out. But Bubba, uh, disappointing. I know that we we had thought uh, Pirates were a 10-point dog in the game going in, and we covered, as our good friend Matt Semenza said, eight points, but still another disappointing loss uh, for the Pirates. You're on uh, mute. One of the biggest things that, that was disappointing about this game is you had heard nothing all week. You knew it was a possibility that Brandon Suggs uh, could – potentially be suspended because of what transpired at the end of last Saturday's game against Tulsa. But then um, you hadn't heard anything about it. So, hey, you assumed we were good to go. But uh, as Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friend. Uh, you, know, the, you know, the game tips off and then I uh, have people texting me, hey, uh, what's going on with Brandon Suggs? Where is he? Uh, so I reached out to a few people who are typically in the know to see uh, – Certainly not heard anything about any type of injury in practice. And, uh, you know, it was what you would have expected. It was a one-game suspension as a result of the incident against Tulsa. And I just think um, – and we don't want to spend too much time on this, but uh, we'll we'll dive into the game here in a minute. But uh, I just think that was um, utterly ridiculous on the American Athletic Conference's part. Uh, I was talking to some folks at the baseball game today about it, and uh, they agreed. Uh, and and yeah. don't get me wrong; obviously, I'm glad that uh, JJ Miles um, was able to play some yesterday. Uh, unfortunately, he did have a sickness uh, where he was only able to play just a few minutes, uh, and that was at the very beginning of the ball game. But um, you know, if anybody maybe should have. Um, been suspended for one game it was probably JJ uh, being honest with you but uh, unfortunately he was not but unfortunately Brandon Suggs was I and really thought that was uncalled for if you go back and watch that but uh, yeah that really put us up against it yesterday but uh, hey to the guys credit uh, after falling behind 28 to 12 there almost 14 minutes into the game uh, went on a 17 to 6 run to close the first half and uh, put ourselves in an excellent position to uh, win the game. And then we took a three-point lead on at least two, if not three or four occasions there in the second half and uh, just weren't able to uh, get it done down the stretch. 
the Shockers really, really uh, killed us off the dribble. 42 to 22 points in the paint, and that was something going into the game, uh, whether it was uh, the dribble drive, as we saw with Council, and then also uh, the other one, the other names escaping me right now. Where uh, Junior? Yeah, um, in addition to uh, Council the fourth, it was um, it was also uh, yeah Porter Jr. that you that you referenced. Porter Jr. had 15 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, and uh, and he he really really hurt us off the dribble. Uh, so that combined with some second chance opportunities um, was too much to overcome down the stretch. No doubt. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Craig. Craig, the reason why he's wondering why we're, if you're wondering why we're doing Midnight Madness is that Bubba and I, we've had to um, uh, uh, put it on me. Um, I've had a crazy schedule. If you didn't know, when people say, don't quit your day job, you know, when we, <laughs> we're doing the show. Well, uh, my show, my um, job has been days, nights, you name it. And Bubba's been kind enough to work with me. And Bubba, I want to thank you publicly before I forget for all your hard work. Bubba's been like next man up. He's kind of like guy to the ship while my crazy schedule worked. But anyway, um, I'm not rambling about that, but I wanted to tell you, Craig, that's why we're doing midnight madness right now is to honor our pirates. We're very happy. Um, not happy with the outcome of the game, um, but overall we're happy that uh, we have a chance still at a winning season. It's going to be a tough one. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, when we break down the, AAC tournament, but with this game, I think that, uh, by the way, Bubba's numbers guy, Bubba, how many points does Brandon Suggs give you and, um, him averaging? Uh, 10 or 11. Uh, I haven't exactly. I'm not a stats guy, but I know it's 10 points a game. We lose by eight points. All the, not only the points, but all that Brandon Suggs gives you. And you can say, Dave, well, blah, 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 on and on. We have shots we could have made. That's true. But if you don't think Brandon Suggs is a big part of this of this team, look at down the stretch. We had that murder's row schedule. You lose six straight while he's out. And then because of the suspension, which uh, is utterly ridiculous. In fact, in fact, Bubba, as you remember, you and I ate at our good friends at Parker's Barbecue. And uh, Billy Parker sponsor us. <laughs> um, but we were eating at Parker's barbecue and I told you that I asked coach that in the press conference about Brandon Suggs, would he be suspended? And even when coach Dooley doesn't think he's going to be suspended, that's how ridiculous that whole thing was because he knows the rules better than the people that wrote the rules. And I just don't understand why you're doing that to a guy that clearly two guys, we're not going to rehash the incident, but two guys were on him and, um, they were, Definitely a ridiculous way they were on him at the end of that game. And I tell you, I just think that sometimes uh, I know there's, you know, like fighting, but he wasn't doing anything that was going to hurt those two uh, the other players. And I don't think he did anything malicious. But anyway, yes. uh, it's, here, it's here nor there. I'm not going to go off about that. Uh, we're trying to kick time constraints tonight. But um, I thought it was poor on the American. I'm usually pro-American this time. We have to be objective and say uh, bad call by overreaching by the conference. Yeah, Coach Dooley left the door open. He said, of course, the conference office is always going to be reviewing those types of situations. But considering we hadn't heard anything and uh, the other members of the media that I reached out to 
uh, once Suggs was not playing and it was apparent that he was not on the bench yesterday, um, they were taken aback by it as well. Just uh, like, where was the announcement from the AAC and EC? And there, there wasn't one. And uh, that was pretty puzzling. But um, and to the guys' credit, uh, like we said, uh, they, they kept playing and, you know, gave us a chance to win uh, despite being shorthanded. Uh, not only uh, were you down Brandon Stuggs, and like I mentioned, J.J. Miles was sick. Uh, and Coach Dooley said that J.J. was sick on Friday evening and then also some yesterday morning. But then um, I guess it improved a little bit, so he thought he could go. And um, – Turned out to not be the case. Then you also had Alexis Reyes, and yes, he doesn't provide much in the way of scoring. He may knock down a three or, or two, but um, you know he's provided some nice minutes, and uh, you didn't have that option. So, so yes, uh, even though he doesn't provide a ton of production in the way of points, um, you know, not having those guys to sub in and you know, spell guys for four or five minutes, it, it really makes a difference. Um, but you, know, you you did have Javon Small. Uh, he he stepped up, knocked down a three or two, and uh, you you saw some nice things. Um, as always, out uh, of Tristan Newton, Tristan Newton had a double double. I think uh, uh, pulled the numbers in a minute, but I think he had fifteen, ten, and six assists. So uh, Tristan Newton did what Tristan Newton does, and uh, and that's stuff a stat sheet. Yeah, and uh, I was saying, I don't know if you ever say, Bubba, there was a little bit of a lag, but uh, I, I really love the play of, um, I know he had, I think, nine points. Um, R.J. Felton, uh, close to, I believe he had a close to a double-double nine points, but R.J. Felton is another one that I love. I tell you, Dooley's done a nice job, uh, and again, we're keeping our show short tonight, or early this morning, but he's done a nice job, Bubba, of that, now being a coach of the time period we're in the era we're in now, he, where he's had the you had the freshman coming in the traditional way of recruiting, you have to recruit your players all the time you have on the roster, plus you have the transfer portal and like with the grads like with uh, Vance Jackson. So I think he's done a nice job with that with the guys coming in, um, nice job and and hopefully uh, we'll be talking about Dooley coming back. That's a whole another show as they say. So hopefully we can. Uh, do that uh, for sure. I know with uh, everything going on, we'll deal with that after the season and see how that plays out. Um, and I'll just tell you guys, uh, there, if there's ever been a time that I'm a, <laughs> that I'm on the fence about something, I could argue both ways is now. I'm hearing it could go either way, and that's my gut feeling on whether Dooley's back. Uh, it's going to be tough uh, because Pirates will be taking Thursday afternoon on with Cincinnati. We can beat Cincinnati. It's not a uphill battle. It's not uh, – if you beat Cincinnati, you get the luxury most likely. Houston, uh, you will get Houston. That's right because it's a bye. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But just keep in mind uh, with that uh, that Pirates will be playing Thursday at high noon on ESPNU and our good friends with uh, Jeff Charles and Michael Perry um, on there on the Pirate Sports Network on Learfield. They're going to be at 1130 uh, there out of Fort Worth. So – Looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun, Bubba. But uh, as far as the game goes, I was really impressed with our team. I tell you, um, this team has not, and I repeat, not given up on Joe Dooley. They could have easily, you know, down the stretch, they could have packed it in. And here we go again. You and I talked about this a few years ago when Dooley took over. We first started doing overtime. It used to be 
we had the TV on and we were doing other things. We had the radio on doing other things, but now we're upset because of the fact that they're tight games. And here's another example where, man, eight points, 70 to 62, it really hurts because we could have been the seventh seed. And like Bubba was talking about, we could have um, avoided that second round matchup with uh, Houston, but that's not the case. We'll be, uh, hopefully we've got to first again, get by Cincinnati. That's going to be, uh, we told you high noon. The second game is going to be Tulsa. They're the 10 seed taking on Wichita state um, at two o'clock on ESPN. U. Followed by South Florida and UCF, and that's a, the nightcap, and that'll be the 11 seed versus the six seed, and that'll be on ESPNU. Um, on that'll be on Thursday night at six. So um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Bub, I know that. Uh, let's see, we've got Craig here saying, "I say it often. We have a team. Yes, Suggs is a big part of the team, but not many teams lose a key player and have the ability to stay in games like ECU." We never seem to be out. Craig, you're absolutely right. Uh, I guess you're adding that, what I was just saying. It's uh, great to see team basketball. Great to have a real coach. And I'm praying that the administration will listen to us. In fact, um, the media that I've talked to, they're pro-Dooley. Uh, people that normally are disagreeing with me on stuff, they're pro-Dooley. Um, I've seen some comments, unfortunately, I think, on message boards that I don't think people that follow the basketball program very well not that i'm arrogant but i think the people that watch our show and they listen to our show our podcast uh they're hardcore people and um i'm not finding people that won't duly gone so maybe i'm in the minority here but uh, i think duly is going to um you know he might say that the heck with it and we're going to go somewhere else in fact the florida gulf coast job i didn't had a chance to tell bubba uh, came up and he you probably saw oh, that. Yeah, I'd seen that opened up here in the last day or two. Yeah, we uh, saw I saw it in the game yesterday. But uh, Bubba, you want to uh, move on to the AC with the uh, the tournament and break that down a little bit, or you want to talk a little more about the game? I I really think that, yeah, uh, a couple more things as far as yesterday's game uh, out at Wichita State. Um, you know, Coach Dooley listened to his post game remarks on the the radio broadcast. And uh, Coach was – he was really applauding the defensive effort. I, I referenced the 17-6 to run the Pirates uh, closed the first half on um, that closed that deficit from, from 16 uh, down to five. And really I think um, that was even with a bucket for the Shockers there right before the half because um, we had gotten it down to two or three. So um, that defensive intensity was about as good as it had probably been all year. So hopefully that will continue, um, and it will certainly need to continue if the Pirates are going to uh, pull the mild upset over uh, Cincinnati, a team that the Pirates were very competitive with, not only up in Cincinnati, but uh, even more so in Greenville. And despite being without Brandon Suggs, Pirates lost on a on a putback at the buzzer that day. Uh, not at the buzzer, but with about five. Yeah. It was right there at the end of the game. And uh, we've had, what is it, three buzzer beaters on the year. Of course, we've had our own that went our way. Uh, I guess I guess I faded out for a minute you there. You did. Okay. But, um, yeah, Tristan Newton's 30-footer at the buzzer came up just shy that day against Cincinnati. But uh, it's a, clearly a team that we know we can compete with and uh, beat if we do what we can do. Uh, so, Hopefully we'll do just that on Thursday afternoon uh, down in Fort Worth at Dickey's Arena. And 
And then, hey, you get to uh, you get to sixteen and fourteen, and uh, in the quarterfinals against Houston, um, they've looked a little more human here recently. Um, yeah, it would be a tall task, but you never know. Um, this time of year with March Madness, and we'll be playing with house money. Uh, all the pressure is on, on them. Uh, yep. I mean, sh- sure they know they're in the tournament, but uh, they want to they want to win the conference tournament championship and do everything they can do to uh, you know procure a better seating in the tournament. Uh, uh, with the way they've struggled here of late, um, and we'll talk about those struggles here in a minute uh, as far as uh, their loss at Memphis today, uh, a game they were defeated uh, pretty soundly by the Tigers and uh, how hot Memphis and uh, Penny Hardaway's ball club have been here in the last, I guess, three weeks or so. Uh, They've won 10 out of their last 11, I guess really more like the last month. Yeah. I mean, it's so ridiculous the way fans are today and I guess we're all guilty, but uh, the very fact of, you know, they want to fire a coach after a loss. And Memphis has a tremendous basketball tradition, unlike our – we don't have that. Um, but to uh, go after Penny Hardaway uh, was ridiculous, and that fan base uh, needed to take a chill pill. They were in a panic room. You know, they were one that was in the panic room. And like you said, Bubba, 10 out of 11, they beat – they swept Houston. I mean, they swept Houston, you know. And so the very fact of that they're a team that – I was saying even before they made the run that we saw the athletes bubble. We've talked about that, the athletes they have on Memphis. And look at, lo and behold, um, they could make a nice little run. And uh, definitely, wouldn't you say, Bubba, I, I, I think they should be a tournament team. I don't know um, how you guys feel, but anyway. How do yeah. You feel? Yeah, like Penny said, no, stop disrespecting me, bro. Like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh... – that was an excellent line there by Penny. <laughs> Following, I believe it was maybe a loss to SMU because um, it was right after um, we beat them, right? they had lost to the Pirates uh, in Minji's, and then I believe it was a loss to SMU, and that's when he, uh, you know, cut loose a little bit on the media there in Memphis. Yeah, they had a whole bunch of injuries. If you remember that, Bubba? I mean, they were they were not getting blown out, and had a whole bunch of injuries. But uh, that that reminds me of the very fact of. You look at where this program would do. Like we beat the likes of Cincinnati. We beat SMU. I'm not talking about this year, but we beat Houston last year. You think about it. We've beaten – haven't we beat every single team? Not collect, obviously this season, but um, as far as the Blue Bloods of this league, we've beat every single – I can't think of anybody we haven't beat, have we? I think we've uh, – since Dooley's been back, I'm saying we've had the likes of beating yeah. SMU, Cincinnati – we beat Memphis. We beat Houston. We obviously do very well, usually against Tulane. We beat Tulsa. I mean, it's USF. Um, so we it's so, not, Central Florida UCF's had our number. They've yeah. Joe's since he returned, we have not beaten UCF. There you go. Obviously, obviously this year we uh, lost a twenty-point lead when Suggs went down, <sighs> and then, and then we lost at the buzzer down there in Orlando. So. Uh, it's not like they've just dominated us, but in terms of um, the, Wins the, losses. the margin of those uh, losses. But, um, yes, um, they have dominated us. Um, they've beat us 14 straight times. Well, I didn't realize it. Okay. So, um, they're the only ones I can think of offhand. Uh, so, but anyway, the, my, my point being is that we're playing a lot better in the league. And 
uh, in a big boy league, and you have to have a big boy coach to do that. And just proud of uh, Dooley. And um, I was so hurt yesterday, Bubba. I really, <laughs> I tell you, um, it's almost like that Joe Dooley is our brother. Um, as corny as that may sound, and the but we uh, love the program, and there may be some people that don't care about college basketball and don't care about the Pirates with basketball, but we certainly do. And um, I'm really proud of our coverage we give the basketball program. I know, Bubba, you said there's a lot of people inside the basketball program that doesn't go unnoticed how much we have done for the basketball program, meaning coverage, obviously, uh, that. But we have stuff that we're going to be working on this year, and we we're hoping that we have uh, Dooley back as coach. Yeah, um, that will all unfold here in the next week or two. Um, be interesting to see where it goes, because um, you really have not heard anything out of the administration, and um, so you, all all you can do is just uh, support the program, wait and see uh, where it goes. But uh, would not surprise me uh, either way, to be honest with you, and. You know, when you look at it, one of the things that's concerning to me, and I you know, give Steve and I go credit here because he, you know, had some conversations with John Gilbert as yeah. far as um, the contract situation being year four out of five. And it was kind of concerning to me. And this may, John Gilbert may not um, truly believe this, but, um, if, if he does, this would be concerning to me um, that you can go into year five of a contract and not be in a lame duck situation because all the coaches that I've talked to, you know, and everything you always hear. And and, and like I just mentioned, um, we, we've talked to um, folks who are around the game now and involved in the game now, um, you know, whether it's as a analyst or as um, a coach. And they just said that, yeah, that would be an absolutely it's a disaster, a disastrous situation um, to go into year five of a five year deal. Um, so I really yeah. don't. I think if it gets down to that, um, that I believe. Uh, yeah, that it would be us, you know, looking or needing to hire another coach because I don't think Joe Dooley and you couldn't blame him, not uh, a single bit to um to go into that kind of situation that that would not be fair to him and the program. You know, I was thinking not to spend too much time looking at, uh, we have a few more minutes left of the show, but uh, the very fact of this is my thinking because we like, let me say again, reiterate a lot. We like John Gilbert. We like Ryan Robinson a lot, but we're disappointed with the relationship that they have with coach Dooley. Um, I'm just going to be straight with them. I love them with all my heart. Um, we don't need nice guys. We need guys to get stuff done. And for me, um, give Dooley the contract. Give him at least a three-year contract uh, extension. I think that if you look at everything that he's done for the program, um, let's support the program. Let's make a commitment to the program. Um, let's give stability. You look at a guy like last night with Mike Krzyzewski, uh with Duke. Tom Butters, I was living in Durham at the time, and the, and the Iron Dukes, the people that are like the Pirate Club for Duke, they hated uh, Kay during that time. And I'm a 10-year-old boy, and he was on the verge of getting fired. And the athletic director stood up to the – imagine that – stood up to the Educational Foundation there, the Iron Dukes, and kept Coach K. Coach K has had 42 years. It was getting ready to be just three, and they were going to move on. If if he had listened to – in other words, if there had been no leadership and he just went by the boosters, 
um, you wouldn't have one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time. I'm not saying that East Carolina and Duke are the same. It's apples and oranges if you look at the thing. But when you look at stability of the program, you can't argue um, about that. And you look at it, if you put make a commitment to the program, like with Joe Dooley, then guess what? You might have a guy that could stay here, what, Bubba, 10, 15 years. That's exactly what this program needs right now. Yeah, like you're saying, I mean, no, it's not an apples-to-apples comparison, but also, um, you know, as you often hear, you know, things are relative. Uh, although, although it is, uh, or there are a lot of differences there, um, that situation, um, you know, we've also brought up the West Miller situation. Yeah. Uh, West Miller really, um, struggled there the in, in terms of wins and losses. His first few seasons are really several like three, seasons, right? At UNCG, like but. Uh, UNCG stuck with him, and it more than paid off. I mean, they were winning 25 to 30 games and uh, doing unprecedented things there uh, within the Southern Conference and making NCAA tournaments. No question about it. I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, we can't – let's just say this. You know, you hear about the $250,000. We can't afford to keep every four years recycling. Let's uh, rents repeat. Let's keep doing that over and over again. It's a definition of insanity. And, you know, uh, Craig says, look at baseball. Stability of a coach is a huge in sport. You're exactly right, Craig. If we got rid of Cliff Godwin, not that we would. Um, and I know baseball has been in a better position. We have the fan base. There's culture there. Um, my God, you can, like, go across town and get talent. But um, as far as um, there's no doubt that, like, for example, Cliff Godwin's a perfect fit. Um, we don't have to go into that. We'll have extra innings again um, on Monday night. But just uh, – the fact that Joe Dooley is, I believe, the right fit. He didn't go to East Carolina, but he wants to be here. And, Bubba, how about that? We have a coach that's uh, do, improving the program, building the culture. He wants to be in Greenville. His family wants to be in Greenville. His mom and dad live here in Greenville. You have his wife, Tanya, his son, Max. Um, but they want to be here, and he's improving. So you give Coach more time. Give him an extension. Don't insult Coach. You know, look. Bubba, you and I get along very well, but hypothetically speaking, just because you don't get along with someone, if they're doing a good job, you don't have to go and drink a beer with them. You know, if you don't agree with Dooley as far as his personality, don't judge the man on that. Look at that. And I will tell you something for it, send a message to everybody in the Ward Sports Medicine building. You get rid of Dooley, we're going to lose every single player. Most of the team will be gone. It's going to be a, a meltdown, a basketball meltdown. And then we're going to lose – you're going to hire somebody from Tennessee, an assistant coach, and you're going to lose by 20 or 30 points. Don't do that. Don't do that. Put your ego in check. Put your ego in check. Relax. Take a deep breath and realize do what's best for East Carolina, not do what's best for John Gilbert. Don't do what's best for Ryan Robinson. Um, we're you know we're paying you 500000 a year, 100000 for Robinson. Uh, please, we're, we're giving you a check. Please do the right thing and keep Dooley. And I'm saying that publicly because, you know, I don't know what else to do but to do that. And I hope that if you're a booster listening right now, let them know that you won't Dooley um, because I don't think they realize how many people that love Joe and realize how the program is in a, in a better situation. It's not where we want it to be, but Bubba, when you were looking at it, I know we got a couple minutes left. You're looking at it. Uh, poor uh, Lebo, man, he was uh, not feeling well. 
I know with this hip and he had some health issues those last two seasons, just not. Um, and I think he would be fair and, and understand. I know the family of Lebo. Um, I have nothing personal against Lebo, but I think if you look professionally, he was just at a place where he needed to take some time off uh, from coaching, get his health back. Of course, now he's assistant coach under Hubert Davis um, there at UNC. So he's doing a lot better. You can look at him and tell um, that he's rejuvenated. He's uh, alive. And sometimes it takes, a, you know, this coaching business and media business we're in takes a toll on you. And um, I know it did for him there towards the end of his tenure at East Carolina. Yeah, and there's no doubt about it. And, you know, you had to respect, um, you know, a lot of people were, you know, kind of coming at Coach Lebo. Um, and it maybe some, perhaps some of that was deserved. Uh, I don't, you know, not privy to the whole story there. But, um, you know, you had to respect Coach Lebo for, uh, you know, not just continuing on for the sake of continuing on. And, you know, he – that uh, was a kind of more of a mutual deal or, you know, coach Lebo stepped away and, uh, you know, we did not have to, to pay him what we could have um, is my point. And uh, that he did not, you know, kind of hold the university hostage yet. I mean, and maybe that's the wrong way to phrase it, but you get what I'm saying that uh, it is, it wasn't a situation like where, you know, this is this is the contract. I'm going to get my money. Uh, Coach Lebo um, did not approach it like that, and I really admired him for that. Uh, I think he really had not only what was in his best interest, but in East Carolina men's basketball's program's best interest uh, at heart, and I think he did that. But, um, you know, kind of moving on back to the conference tournament and, um, you know, some of the action today uh, – you had a tremendous finish uh, out in Tulsa. And no, this game wasn't extremely impactful as far as ha how the, the conference race was unfolding or anything like that. But it was nice to see Tulsa, after losing so many heartbreakers, they had Jariah Horn um, knock down about a 50-footer. Um, he was about five feet beyond half court. And Tulsa had actually trailed by five points in the last nine or ten seconds of that game. UCF missed a couple free throws. Tulsa was able to take advantage, and a dry horn knocked in that miraculous, excuse me, half-court shot um, to defeat UCF in, um, in what was undoubtedly a sweet win for the Golden Hurricane on senior day there in Tulsa. But um, in addition to that, I mentioned uh, what transpired at the FedEx Forum in Memphis. Uh, you had Houston uh, falling once again to the Memphis Tigers. Penny Hardaway and company have now won 10 out of their last 11. And uh, you have, um, you know, Memphis positioning themselves very nicely unless they go one and done uh, out in Fort Worth, which I do not think will happen. Um they're going to be um, sitting in pr a pretty good spot probably come Selection Sunday. And I like their odds of um, getting in a large bid uh, should they not win the American tournament out at Dickey's Arena. But um, in addition to that, uh, you also had Temple. Uh, they, they blew out USF 7547. And uh, the other game that took place was SMU defeating Tulane 74 to 68. Uh, so 
uh, nice win uh, for SMU. And I believe the Mustangs are now 22-7, and seven, if I recall correctly. Uh, so they should be in a pretty good spot for an at-large bid as well. So, you know, here's hoping the Americans going to get three bids into, into the big dance. You, you were uh, you must have re- been reading my mind. I was getting ready to ask you that question. Don't you think we would have a, uh, a three big league this year where we have uh, those three teams? So that's my, like you said, uh, that's my only thing is if Memphis like uh, has a, you know, a bad game and they're out, maybe that not. But I, I would think that Houston, SMU, and Memphis get in the tournament, the Big Dance, and that would be great to see. Would be we'd love to have more than three, but hey. Um, Three is uh, respectable, and and as far as our conference is concerned, yeah, most definitely. Um, because at one point this year we we're looking like a one bid league, that being Houston. Uh, so to, to get three would be, uh, and probably best case scenario for this season. Um, uh, obviously in the past we've had I think what as many as five, but um, sounds right. Yeah, we have Thursday for the tournament. Right. Yeah, I was, I was running through the bracket very quickly on, on Thursday. You have um, the East Carolina, the number nine seed Pirates against number eight Cincinnati. Uh, that will be uh, getting things underway at Dickey's Arena, a one o'clock Eastern tip-off uh, on ESPNU. And all these games will be on ESPNU uh, for the uh, first round. You also have at three o'clock, Number 10, Tulsa, taking on number seven, Wichita State. And then the nightcap, number 11, South Florida, taking on uh, number six, UCF. And that one I four uh, basketball version, uh, seven o'clock tip off. And again, all three of those games are on ESPNU. Then Friday's quarterfinals, uh, you'll have the winner of East Carolina and Cincinnati uh, taking on number one, Houston. Uh, that game will be at one o'clock on ESPN2. Uh, Bob, if you can hear us, we uh, we lost you. Uh, that'll be number five. You have uh, for the quarterfinals on Friday. Game five is the number five C two Lane taking on number four Temple. Uh, that'll be on ESPN two. Uh, game six will be uh, the first game of the nightcap. Uh, that'll be the Tulsa Wichita State winner versus SMU. The two seed at six o'clock, followed by the nightcap will be actually the USF UCF winner versus number three Memphis. And that'll be at 8 o'clock, and that'll be on Friday night. And you're looking ahead to Saturday, of course, the semis, uh, finals, and then the championship will be Sunday, and that'll be at 2.15 with the championship uh, Sunday at 2.15 on ESPN. So thank you for all the great coverage, our partners with American, the ECU, uh, I'm sorry, the American, and with that great conference with ESPN, I should say. Bubba, do you have anything before we go? No, we'll have extra innings for you on on Monday night, as well as a conversation uh, with a longtime NFL quarterback, a guy that won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Bucks, um, played football and basketball at Florida State, and that is Brad Johnson. I uh, had the opportunity to um, 
back in my playing days, uh, attend Gus Purcell quarterback camp down at Wingate University, uh, right outside of Charlotte, uh, Division II school, and um, and uh, that Gus Purcell quarterback camp um, included not only Brad Johnson but also Heath Schuler, who played at Tennessee oh, yeah. and, and with the um, Washington Redskins, um, and then also the New Orleans Saints. But uh, we'll catch up with Brad Johnson, and I know. We'll, there's a, a lot of different ways that conversation could go, and uh, that'll be a very entertaining, uh, probably half hour conversation with Super Bowl champion quarterback. Um, we'll certainly talk about his relationship with John Gruden and find out what it was like to play uh, for uh, Chucky uh, down there in Tampa Bay. No doubt. And also for the fact of, uh, yeah, uh, Brad Johnson also played for the Redskins as well. So we can. We can talk to him about that and uh, Daniel Snyder. And there's a lot of uh, controversy still going on with that franchise, unfortunately. Um, but we'll see how that uh, – it's going to be great, uh, Bubba. You're out doing yourself as usual with great guests. And, by the way, before we go, Bubba, I want to uh, have a chance to thank everyone. Uh, guys, four years, over 600 episodes. I can't do it without you, Bubba. I'm uh, just really proud of that. March 1st made uh, that we've been together. Uh, four years and um, our hard to believe our fifth season now. So appreciate everybody really working hard and uh, um, and then behind the scenes and of course the shows and the thanks to all the fans um, and Pirate Nation for supporting us. We appreciate you very very much and that's what the show is all about. All right, Bubba, uh, appreciate everybody. Thanks to all the Pirate fans. Uh, good luck to the Pirates on Thursday. Of course, we'll do our very very best. I guess, Bubba, it'll be Thursday night. We'd be able to do an overtime. Um, but anyway, we'll look at that, our schedules. Until next time, you've been watching Pirate Basketball Overtime. And that, of course, is right here on the Sports Objective. Good day, my friends. And as always, go Pirates.